Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm going to be talking to you about a topic that I don't actually think we have discussed with you here before, which is a little bit surprising because it is one of my favorite ways to own my message and to market my business. And that is email marketing, specifically the role of email marketing in magnetic marketing. So tips for effective use, how to engage with your people, how to stay consistent and how to follow through. Because if we're taking the topic that we recorded on last week, which was all about the power of follow through, one of the things that I pride myself on is my ability to follow through with my weekly emails. In fact, actually, it was very funny. My aunt signed up for our last launch because she wanted her team to learn a little bit more about uh, the product ecosystem, how to figure out their suite, how to figure out their social media strategy. So she got her whole team to sign up to the to the event and she was laughing. She was like, you know, I actually, I see how active you are in my inbox and it's almost like I'm keeping up with what you're doing through my emails, which I thought was really, really great because I remember a few years ago, I want to say this three years ago now, where I took Tarzan K's email marketing stars. I think it was, that's what it's called. It's still a great program. I think she still does live cohorts of it here and there. And that program, you know, even though I was a copywriter and I had an email marketing strategy already, was really great at teaching me to be consistent. And as I've been talking to the Mavens inside our membership program about the power of consistency, follow through and magnetism over the last few months, it feels like a disservice to not discuss this big, huge aspect of how we market in my business and how we actually figure out what to write about and how we have this seamless marketing almost engine in the background where I feel really, really connected with my readers. And I feel like they're very connected to me too. And we have this great open dialogue. And one of my favorite things to do every week is write my weekly emails. And look, I'm going to level with you. Sometimes I'm like, I'm tired and I don't really want to write. But because I have had this habit and I've developed this ability to follow through with this one specific thing in my business, I would say more so than anything else. And, you know, going into launching this podcast nearly a year ago now, the email consistency actually helped me see that I can record another piece of content on a weekly basis and not feel behind or overwhelmed or any of these other lies that we tell ourselves. So, very excited because email marketing is hands down one of the best ways that we basically enroll clients and customers into our life-changing programs. And it is our number one revenue driver in the business. Now, when I first started my business, actually social media was that for me. So I would use my free Facebook group to basically enroll 95% of our clients. Nowadays, it's pretty much the other way around. Like social media strategy, all the content that we create underpins what we do. But really, if we were to look at our stats over the last year or two, I would say that a good, I don't want to lie because Casey's going to listen to this episode and she'll be like, we don't know the stats for this. But I would say that the majority of our revenue comes directly from the email marketing that we do, which is, I would say, like nurture, 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 and then we do direct sales there. So I want to talk to you a little bit about what that looks like how I manage the cadence and the tone of the emails that we write 
And I want to talk to you a little bit about why email marketing needs to be one of the number one things that you focus on, particularly if you're creating content consistently. So first of all, I want to discuss a little bit what I mean by magnetic marketing and how it differs from traditional marketing, because I do think that there's a little bit of a difference, right? In terms of traditional marketing, you might have bought or seen, you know, the 5, 10 email sequence, right? Or you might have an introductory sequence when someone downloads a freebie or a lead magnet from your website. Or you might have you know, two emails, one that delivers the thing and then another follow-up with your story. All of those, I would say, are are more traditional marketing segments or traditional marketing tactics to actually get clients and customers. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with using email sequences. I really love an email template to start from, but I do think that a lot of people are missing the fact that to be magnetic in today's world, obviously this depends on your industry and it depends on your niche but to be magnetic I think we need to think outside of the box and we need to think about how are we actually connecting with our clients right magnetism and connection to me are very very similar and they're almost parallel terms so in order to be magnetic and to create magnetic marketing we want to think about okay well what is the role of email what is the vibe that I want to create with my subscribers and why do they want to open up my emails every week? For me, you know, I try to be funny like I am in real life. And if you disagree, then that's fine. But I think I'm funny, right? And one of my biggest bugaboos when I first started writing emails was that I didn't think that my personality was coming through in my emails. Whereas now, when we, you know, survey people as to why they bought a product or why they didn't, All of the feedback is like, I bought the product because I absolutely loved your email sequence. It made me laugh out loud. Or I didn't buy the product because of X, Y, Z. But by the way, I loved your emails and I'll definitely be joining next time around. Which always, you know, makes me feel great because this is the area that I have probably worked on the most in terms of my copywriting skills. Because I think that there is an art to writing an email that is different to writing a piece of content or a post or a you know, even a a funnel page, right? It's just different because you're, you're using a different medium and you're using a different form and the content needs to be changed anyway. So in terms of how I usually start my magnetic marketing campaign, or the way that I think about it is, okay, well, what is the email going to do as, as the first thing? What is the behind the scenes scoop that my people are getting and why are they getting these emails? So a lot of the time, you know, even when I'm working with different coaches, they'll be like, well, you need to shorten your emails. And I'm like, well, my people love stories. They love to connect with me. And I don't want my sales emails to be boring or full of zero value. So there is a fine line between being too storytelling, between being too salesy and between being too scarce in the information that you're giving people. So I think that if you think about it like a triangle, You want to have storytelling, you want to have very specific marketing messages, and you also want to have information, right, as to why the product or the service that you're selling is the thing for them. So I always try and balance those three things out inside of any type of email marketing campaign that we do. And I think that that's what it makes it magnetic, is that it's not too short on story, it's not too short on marketing, it's not too short on actually giving people really great information and teaching people something. One of the worst things that I see people suggest or big marketing coaches 
tell you to do is to like use your it's called a launch runway which is a whole other episode in itself but basically they will be like you should just market the shit out of everything that you do before and then your emails are just like bye 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 and of course people are going to unsubscribe if you're sending them 15 emails that just say bye 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 so I, I try and avoid that as much as I can because I don't think that's very magnetic but I digress I can talk about this forever and ever so for example let's start with at the, be- at the very beginning, I'm looking down at my notes because I knew that I had so much to say about this topic. We can literally spend a whole like quarter talking about email marketing strategies, but I'm going to give you the lowdown. So first of all, one of the questions that I get asked most often is how to build an email list of engaged subscribers who are interested in my brand and services. This is one of the things that I talk about the most with my clients behind the scenes. And it's one of those things that I feel like is like hidden in, in the business. The majority of the copy crits that I do behind the scenes for VIP clients are emails. The majority of the feedback that I give to clients are like service provider emails, right? Or inquiry emails, um, or like even looking at specific onboarding sequences is something that we do the most often. But in terms of like getting started, in terms of engaging subscribers, I really think that giving people value up front and then teaching them something in that initial interaction is the most important thing. So I always like to suggest either a video lead magnet, aka giving people the ability to experience your voice, your face, your expressions, a framework, a piece of value, and then basically saying to them, hey, if you want this video, give me your email address, I'll email it to you. Or alternatively, like a workbook or a resource. That's one of the best ways to get people to actually engage and subscribe. The key is, is that in the first email, it's very simple. It's like, hey, this is this is what this is what I said I would deliver. Don't make it complicated. One of the most annoying things that I've seen people teach in the last six months or so is that like don't deliver deliver the lead magnet in the first email. I'm like, this is really annoying and it pisses people off. I immediately unsubscribe when I see that. So the first email, super simple, click the button, check this out. The second email should tell people why they should stick around. So you have to be really, really, really clear as to what is it that they're going to be getting in your emails and why they should stick around. I tell my people, if you don't like long storytelling emails, this probably isn't for you. Go and listen to the podcast. If you like, you know, verbal words being spoken in your ear, which obviously you do because you're here. So yay, thank you. But... You know, I always like to be very, very upfront with people because I think it's it matters with how people experience the inbox. So, for example, in our business, I love reading emails. One of my favorite things to do on a Saturday is lie in bed with my coffee or sit out on my patio and watch the sun, the sunrise and read marketing emails. I love it. It's great. Casey, my business partner, doesn't like reading emails. She will read emails that are very relevant to her and will occasionally send me something that has perked her interest, but generally not an email consumer. So we have to be very mindful that the people who love reading emails are the people you want to be talking to in your email marketing, right? So what is it that they love about being on email lists? Question mark is one of the things that I sat with for like a good few weeks. So to me, one of the things that I love the most is feeling like I'm behind the scenes or feeling like I can see what, what's happening with people. So last week, for example, when I was on the on the plane coming back from our team retreat, I decided to tell, you know, the the, the to tell the people, 
hey, look at this view. And hey, this is how I like, you know, to think about inspiration and uh, structure. And then I wrote the next email about a behind the scenes thing that happened on that team retreat. I'll link both of those emails down below for you in the show notes. But the reason I'm giving you that example is because, again, like content in my emails is content that you're not going to see anywhere else which is why I think it's really, really important to think about your marketing strategy. That's very strategically done by me. There are, you know, there are things that I write about that I don't share on social media quite intentionally because I want my people to feel like they're in the insiders club. I want them to feel like these are the stories that don't get seen or heard anywhere else. Much like the podcast is, you know, a balance of different things and there's a strategy there behind. I always like to think about what's the medium and why do people open those those emails. For your niche and for your specific customer, it might be slightly different. But I always want to give that behind the scenes experience to my people because that's why they're opening the emails, right? They want to know the, the juice. They want to know the gossip behind the scenes. In terms of what to write about, one of the best ways of thinking about, you know, your subject lines and content, it just depends on what you're selling at the time and it depends on what you want to talk about. So why I created the Magnetic Mavens in the first place, our membership, to help people come up with ideas every single week. But that is one of the best places to come and source ideas. For me, though, what I usually do is I look at, okay, here is the thing that I'm selling here is the thing that I'm wanting to communicate. Here is how these topics link to this. And I will write based on that. Obviously, I will take into account what we're looking at in the Mavens and I will take into account the theme of the month. But generally speaking, I start with the offer first for everything that we do in the business. And this is what I teach everyone to do anyway. Um, and we build out our email marketing strategy from that one of the best pro tips that I have for you, though, in terms of engaging buyers and subscribers and getting people to actually look at your emails is to split test your headlines. This is so, so, so important because your email subject line is the thing that people click on. And because we all get a thousand and one marketing emails, particularly if you're in the B2B space like we are, as in you're a business owner and I'm talking to you. Our inboxes are even fuller than normal people's because we all get sent 3,000 marketing emails a day. So your email subject line is something that is really, really easily tested and something that I want you to focus extra time, care and attention on. Because to give you an example, a few weeks ago, before like the week that we were at the retreat, we sent out an email that was an, a, like a resend of an email that we sent on Monday. And the subject line we split test one of them got seven percent opens and the other one got 93 percent opens so in terms of people clicking what we usually do is we send 10 percent and 10 percent of the audience segment get sent the same email with a different subject line and then the rest of the email list aka 80 percent of our email list gets sent the other like the winning subject line, essentially. So hopefully that made sense. But that's a really great pro tip to split test your subject lines because we've seen our open rate climb. Um, I think our open rate was like in the, I think it was like 27. And it's climbed to, I want to say 33, 34-ish percent. I don't know. I'm not the stats person, as you can as you can probably tell. If Casey was here, she would tell you the exact numbers. But it's climbed quite substantially and 
you know, when you have a bigger email list, those numbers matter quite a, a bit more than if you have, let's say, I don't know, 100 people on your email list. Though I always look at it like this. Every single subscriber counts. I want most of the people on my email list to open my emails all the time. So focusing on that engagement rate and focusing on that open rate and focusing on the stats is really, really important to me because I know for a fact that even if I can get two, three, four extra people to open my emails, that will drive more engagement, subscribers, traffic, customer loyalty because my emails are good. So I know that from a copy perspective and I know from a messaging perspective, the email marketing strategy works because we have tested it, seen it, done, you know, done the full rodeo. So getting those people to open the emails and basically to outcompete the other 50 plus unread emails that are in their inbox, I know that my email needs to be engaging, it needs to be funny, and it needs to actually teach them something so that they come back next week, you know? And I look at it like a long-term nurture. Let's say that if someone is taking a digital detox, they're like, I don't want to look at Instagram. No one's ever digitally detoxed from emails. Like I've never seen anyone go, I am never reading my emails for the next month. No one does that. Everyone opens their emails. The other thing is that you own your email list, right? You own those, obviously, if the people have given you permission to own their, their information, but you own that information that is yours to keep, that is yours to communicate with. Tomorrow, Facebook could shut you down. Tomorrow, Instagram could go bust. Tomorrow, Twitter could explode. You know, tomorrow, TikTok could be banned. So keeping this in mind, your email list is a really, really great asset. And I think that a lot of people underestimate the power of email and they underestimate how important and integral it is to your to their strategy to actually be in this for long term. And I've actually found that, yeah, of course, if you're a smaller business owner, and you have three people in your email list, which was me, by the way, for a really, really long time, then obviously it feels a little bit silly that you're emailing, you know, a handful of people. But you giving yourself that space to experiment, to hone your voice, to explore, will then help you write better emails in the long term. And one of the most, you know, funniest, there's, there are two funny things that we as strategists talk about, right? If we're out for cocktails or whatever, or at a conference, these are the two things that we laugh at the most. Number one is the peop- the person that comes back for every Black Friday sale once a year. Like if you see a, a strange name pop up next November, you know you know you know that they were they were absent for the year and then they just come back every single Black Friday. And two, the oh I'm so sorry I've ghosted you email that you see every so often, right? And I think that that, those two instances are really sad because those two people just don't have a strategy and they don't have the follow through to actually talk and engage with their people. And, you know, while I might miss an email here or there, I want to say I actually haven't missed a week in a really, really long time. I don't remember the last time I didn't write an email for the week. Um, So that tells you that it, it it hasn't happened in the last year for sure. And to me, email marketing is one of those sacred things that the more I write, the more I hone and the more engaging and the more magnetic I become, right? And I think that's the same thing for everyone else here. It's the more you write, the more you hone and the more you get feedback that you become better and your people become more engaged and they want to reply and talk back to you. And that's one of my favorite things. If you're on my email list and I ask you a question, I genuinely want you to reply. I typically reply to 99.9% of the emails that I get, unless they're like, haha, I love this, you know? 
And even then, I always say thank you so much. <laughs> but, you know, I, I try my best to reply to every single comment and every single share. And I always love those on social media. But there's nothing like having a long, in-depth conversation with people in my email box. It just makes me so, so happy. And if you have ever received feedback or something from me, you know that I, I love that, you know. And it's one of the key things that I think as a smaller business owner, I love to do. Because while I understand that it's not necessarily a quote-unquote scalable thing, I'm more interested in actually helping people and connecting with people and being that go-to resource for them forever and ever than making a quick buck and being like, I can't answer that question because it's in my paid program. Like I will always try my best to give you, you know, as much help as I can or to point you to the right in the right direction. Um, and I don't believe in gatekeeping information. Which I think a lot of people do. And I think a lot of it's a shame that that people don't use their email strategy properly. The amount of emails that I've, you know, replied to and been like, hey, I have a question about this and they never get a response. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not investing in your program or in this thing or in this service, you know, it's just a missed opportunity that I think a lot of people are leaving money on the table, not utilizing their emails properly or not putting in place those key pillars for connection, authenticity and sales, because ultimately that's what we use emails for, to sell the things that we want to sell to help the people and to impact people. And I'm a true believer that the best way that I can help people is in my paid products and services. I have lots and lots of hundreds of, of testimonials and case studies to prove this. Um, and I think that when you know people are consuming my free content, fantastic. I'm really happy that they are there and they are wanting to learn. But ultimately, my job as the business owner is to facilitate that big transformation. And where does that happen? in our paid products and services. So to me, I look at the email marketing engine as a way of connecting, a way of marketing, and a way of not being salesy and icky. And I think that a lot of people equate emails with selling. And I think that that is true. But I also think that that is a missed opportunity for lots of people because you can be authentic, you can be funny, you can be yourself, and people will buy from you in a way that feels good to them. And I think that my emails do that. So let's talk about that because I think that a lot of people get this wrong. What they typically tend to do is they either write emails that are just really waffly and that don't have a specific outcome for the people on the other end, or they write emails that are too generic and too robotic. So I think there has to be a sweet spot. Before we even get to the sales part, we want to make sure that our emails are actually delivering value. And one of the best ways to do this, I'm going to give you a little formula, is to introduce something that's been happening in your life. So introduce something that you've been through or that's been happening this week. Then I want you to link that event to a transformation or something that you help do for your ideal soulmate person. So let's say that you are um, a photographer and this week you went to... Oh, what's, what's happening this week? I'm trying to think of something. Ah, Eurovision. Eurovision is coming up. I'm actually going to Eurovision next week. Very excited because it's in England this year. So let's say that you're looking at Eurovision and you've been you've just watched the final of Eurovision and you want to talk about the different nationalities and cultures in Eurovision. You talk about that 
then you connect it to how your product or service does that. So as a photographer, you might talk about how lots of your clients want to highlight their heritage or they want to highlight their personality or they want to highlight what makes them different in a way that isn't tacky or isn't quite as audacious as, you know, whatever insert picture of someone from Eurovision. And you're linking the story, this thing that you're going through, your opinion, this this thing that you might love to something that you deliver or do for your clients at the end of your email. And that is one of the best beginner structures for how to structure your general newsletter emails, which teaches people about you and who you are and what you do. And it also teaches people about your service or product that you're eventually wanting to sell to them. So I hope you love that little marketing structure for an email. Um, if you want my my feedback or if you want to ask me uh, about email ideas, please DM me on Instagram. I'll link that down in the in the show notes. Um, literally voice note me and say, hey, I want to talk about this this, e- this week. What do you think? And I'll give you my honest feedback on your email idea. But I want every single person who's listening to this to really start taking their marketing on their email se- seriously. Because marketing is one one thing, right, that I absolutely love and adore. But email marketing is such an underutilized, great tool It's literally a treasure trove of a way for you to connect with your customers on such a deeper level. And it's such a great way for you to actually hone your writing and your voice and like unleash who you actually are and make it a safe space for yourself. I see so many people struggle with being authentic on social media. And before we even get to social media, can we be authentic behind the scenes with our people? Because the people who are opening your emails are some of your most devoted greatest biggest fans they're there reading the things that you're writing every single week and we can't take that for granted I don't think I ever do hopefully and let's knock on knock on wood but you know I want you to not take that for granted too even if you have 150 10 people on your list think about those people as your room what do you want to say when you're in a room full of those people and start there okay hope you love this episode I'll speak to you next week